welcome to That's So Original podcast. I'm Kelly here with Tiffany. Hey, Tiffany. Hello. And we are back again with The Center, season three, episode four. We are rolling right through this thing. It's interesting is they don't, they haven't, these episodes don't have names. They're just part one, part two, part three, part four. So yeah, they don't have fun names, unfortunately. Maybe, okay, when we post these, we're going to make up fun names. Okay. For them. That's, that's your homework. You have to do the first two episodes. Okay. Dale. Last time on The Sinner. Tell me why you dug a grave on Sonia Barzell's property. I have no idea what you're talking about. I know that you met up with Nick. Dinner for two. Zabiados. What the hell? Is he coaxing him to jump? Here we go around the prickly pear. The prickly pear. The prickly pear. I think you let Nick die because he had a hold on you. What would you do about it if you were me? I'd accept the help I'm offered. I assume you're aware of your rights and that I can't hold you here. Hold me. You mean involuntarily? What the hell was that? You trying to get me locked up? Let's go someplace and talk. Baby, couldn't hold him. He's out there. He's going to do something. We have to find him. This episode, we open out and Jamie and... Jamie? Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> Nick and Jamie are at a lounge. Nick has the bandage on his hand from stabbing himself in the hand, so we know this happens after their dinner. And... Nick is pushing Jamie to do something and it's unclear of what he wants him to do. He's he wants trying to get him to do something. And he says, I'm not going to let you ghost on me again. And I believe in you. So there's a lot of this peer pressure, some kind of something's going on between these two. Mm-hmm. And Jamie says, tells Nick, you can't come into my life and expect me to screw everything up. I have to think about Leela. And Nick says, and the baby. You didn't think I was going to find out about that. So there's that whole thing of that he's, he seems almost jealous about the baby. He seems like there's, there's a something that Nick's like, yeah, no, we don't do babies. Yeah. Dude, I was we- weird about the timeline here. Cause I was like, doesn't he know that she's pregnant? He's been to their house. And then I was like, oh wait, no, this happened before he came to the house. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so, so weird. Nick goes on to tell Jamie, you I know you. You want to feel the truth like we did in the school. Nothing else matters until we do that. They're sitting at a bar and he asks the bartender to get him on, get Jamie another drink and he says, hey, just, you know, leave the bottle and hand, slips him some money and baller. Yeah, and Jamie's just looking at him and he goes, wow, you just get away with everything you want. You've always done that. And Nick just comes back with, I've got everything we need in the car. Then it becomes very high school girl because Jamie says, I really hate you sometimes. <laughs> and out of nowhere, here comes the cootie catcher. Cootie catcher, pulls, it's back. Pulls, he pulls out the cootie catcher, cootie catcher, and tells Jamie to pick a number. Jamie's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to pick a number. I just want to go back to my, I do, to my I nice life. <laughs> but I so, kind of want to pick a number. <laughs> I kind of, I think he does want to pick a number. I think he does. Oh, well, he picks a number. Now we're back to jamie on the run man on the run he's going to the train station man on the run he's riding on the train we don't know where he's going i guess we'll we'll find out but he's looking pretty relaxed in that seat he's he's leaned way back and he's checking out the people on the train and he's 
this one girl in particular starts staring at her throat, which I thought was very creepy. And then he pulls a crumpled piece of paper out of his pocket and the cootie catcher makes another appearance. So He makes his own. He's really good at the folding. He's like, I mean, he's... I, well, I was like, okay, so Jamie carries around a perfectly square piece of paper crumpled up in his pocket because, you know, cootie catchers have to be made out of a square piece of paper. Or he found it on the train. He pulled it towards him with his foot and got it off the floor Shut of the train. Up. I didn't even notice that. And I, yeah, okay, I'm not finding that there's a perfectly square piece of paper to make a cootie catcher out of. So anyway, he's going to make a cootie catcher. He starts folding it. Real quick, we cut to Harry calling the police, the NYPD, because... I guess they're tracking Jamie and they know that this train that we're wondering where he's going, it's going to the city. Yeah, the city, right. quote unquote, the city. And Harry's like, I gotta take care of this. This is on me. I'm the one that took him to the hospital, spooked him, and now he's on the run. Even though Detective Soto Vic says, hey, it's not our problem. It's not our jurisdiction. To heck with that. Harry is on the case. Then we're, next one is we're in the city with Jamie. His phone's ringing. It's Leela. He don't have time for her nonsense right now. Nobody got time for Leela. He don't have time to be a father and good husband, so he declines that call. No, Just but I can't give you parental advice in the middle of the streets in New York. <laughs> well, conveniently, Harry is following Jamie through Manhattan in a car. Sure. How the frick? How yeah. the frick? And and he's and they're all doing this through they're got a warrant on his phone so isn't that like cell tower pings so he should be just in the general area he's not like i don't know how they're tracking his phone so expertly because i don't think that's science that we have just the yet magic but, of tv but whatevs so we jamie is now you know standing downtown and decides to go into this art gallery and they we cut to him just staring at this white wall with a big red egg-shaped dot on it and of course, of course, this young, pretty girl comes up to him and says, Hey, Mr. B, do you remember me? Sophie, class of 2014. Woo! Hello. And she explains that she works there at the, at the uh, art gallery and that this piece of art is actually really interesting because the artist stares at the sun and then paints the retinal burns on his eyelids. Why didn't I think of that? I don't know. It seems like it's a making a mint. But then, of course, she says, can I get a selfie? I can't <laughs> believe I'm here with the Mr. B. Every girl had a crush on you in high school. And he's like, what? <laughs> like, oh, come on, Jamie. But he says he, he lets her take the selfie because whatever. And I also wanted to add that I definitely got a she's hitting on him vibe. Absolutely. And, you know, she's like, well, I'm, let me send this picture to you. I mean, you just send it to yourself so that I have your number for later. I mean, what? No, I didn't say that. So Harry is walking now. Limping. Walking slash limping. <laughs> they have, again, super tracked Jamie's phone to the precise location of Sabiato. And Harry walks in, doesn't see Jamie immediately, but sees a sign pointing to the elevator. Ding, 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 light bulb goes off. He's gotta be on the roof. So Harry takes the elevator up to the roof. There he is, standing on the side of the roof, like he did with Nick, asking Harry if he 
tracked his phone. I said, no, he's been running on foot after you from Dorchester. Yeah, of course they tracked your phone, Jamie. So what he's building is this that you can so easily get up on the roof because obviously that elevator opens right out onto that roof. That seems like a safety concern for that to be. You would think, don't they? They lock those usually. normally, yeah. and then like, and I thought that that getting into Saviato's there was this like huge long wait, like it was a super fancy place, and Jamie's just walking on in and going up to their roof. But isn't that where he stabbed Nick in the hand? Yes, yeah, that's where. He, yes. So yes. maybe he's like, hey, you guys, do you remember me? Kind of famous around here. Can I head up to your roof right quick? <laughs> kind of like, a big deal. Uh, but he's talking. I'm Mr. B. I, yeah, I don't know if you know me, but I'm Mr. B. Fingers through the <laughs> hair. How you doing? So he's talking to Harry about the impulse that, to jump off the building, to walk in front of a car, and he says he goes where the cootie catcher tells him. So he's holding the cootie catcher, the one that he made on the train, and he asks Harry to pick a color. Um, Harry's not playing his game, but Jamie picks red and he opens up the flap and it's a forward facing arrow basically telling him jump off the building so Jamie says I have to do it I can't do anything else it tells me what to do I got to do it Harry says no nah, you don't have to eventually Jamie pulls his foot back he's not going to jump off the building but he's he's going to go and he does not want Harry to follow him around and Harry says well you know what I'm gonna and he says well I mean isn't this harassment and Harry's like well I'm off duty so I guess I'm just hanging around this bar same as you pretty much well it says that, that his I wrote down some of his quotes because I thought they were kind of interesting where he says isn't it weird how we all stand on the edge we all feel like we might lose control and jump and just jump into the void and Harry tells him those are just feelings, not reality. And Jamie says, if feelings aren't the truth, then what is? Yeah, I thought all that was really deep. Made my head hurt. Yeah, and then he says to Harry, stop pretending you're on my side. And Harry's going to limp around behind him all night like a terrible chaperone. Terrible. Well, and Harry has nothing else to do. What's, what else is he going to do? Go back to the police station and hang out with all the other guys that don't have a life? And eat Chinese food? I mean, that sounds like a pretty sweet deal to me. I mean, you yeah, you're right. Chinese that. food is great. Uh, I know we don't have that around here in Hicksville so <laughs> so now we're in a bar and Jamie's telling Harry who is conveniently following him every step of the way this is harassment and then he looks at his phone and guess what there's a text from art gallery Sophie who's oh, inviting him surprise, inviting surprise. him to a party hey like if you're around my roommates are like yeah. having a party hey, you, could come. you could so come <laughs> um, I don't know what this is about, but I have in my notes that Harry is very concerned about Sonia. Um, he starts asking him about the game. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. And then, and Jamie says, there is no explanation. The, the cootie catcher is random. It's a game of chance. There's, it's no game of chance. There's no order. It's, or divine will. Because God is chaos. That's how things work. The arrows just happened to point in a certain direction that he and Nick followed it. And they just happened to go down that the arrows pointed down Sonia's road. Mm -hmm. The only connection is fate. And Jamie says, Nick was the most honest person I've ever known. Nick was a sociopath. Jamie, everyone is an addict. Phones, booze, self-help, anything not to think about. Duh. This is where it goes off the rails. I'm this like, is, yeah, this is happening. This is where they're at the bar. And Jamie says, you know, he's going to prove his theory. So he just 
sidles over to some Wall Street bros. He says he's got a wife and a new baby at home and he's really looking to regret this nice night in the morning. Then <laughs> Ben brings these Wall Street guys over and says, hey, you know what? These chicks are checking you out. Let's go. Let's go talk to him. So he gathers his group of bros, heads over to this table of annoyingly chatty Australian ladies. Just go chat them up. Well, Harry decides to call into the station and annoying cop is eating Chinese at his computer because he's there all the time. Back to the bar. And he introduces Harry to his new group of friends as his uncle. Uncle it. Harry. I love it. I died. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and Harry says, what are you trying to prove? And Jamie just smiles as their entire new posse just all leave together because they're going to go have some fun and continue this party elsewhere. I was like, what is he trying to prove? I, I got reeled in a little bit right here. I was like, what? What is this? I'd still... I kind of actually don't understand what it was all about, even though I've seen this whole episode. So maybe we can talk through that uh, in a little bit. Like, what what was he trying to prove? I'm still not exactly sure. It's just chaos. I think he's just trying to prove that. I don't know. Like, what was with, like the personality shift? Because he's like, hey, like I, I had my notes. I was getting awfully broy up in here. He's like, hey, you guys. I think he's because he makes some kind of comment about everybody goes about life and and it's no big thing until you bring up death and then that freaks people out to uh, talk about death or or the you know that death is is eminent no matter what he's like and then he then he cuts to guys he's like yeah let me prove that so i think he's like let me go be friends with these people and then go show them how freaking weird i am and see what happens okay okay that makes sense Spoiler then, alert, that happens. Uh, oops, okay, I was just going to say, <laughs> okay, now that you said that, I guess I said he does prove what he was trying to prove. Anyway, now we are flashing back to Jamie digging the hole with Nick. So Nick wants to bring Sonia down here. He says to Jamie, we need to go stop by a house down the street first, and we're going to do things differently this time, meaning they're going to bring somebody else into this weird uh, thing that they do, which we haven't actually figured out yet, but that we've kind of postulated about. But Nick is now dropping this bombshell on Jamie that, hey, it's not just going to be us tonight. We're going we're gonna to bring somebody else into this. Let's jump is the way Nick puts it. Jamie says, this is crazy. We can't do this. And Nick says, morality is an invention. Animals kill every day. God doesn't strike them down. Jamie astutely says, that's lying from Nietzsche. <laughs> Nick, the way Nick is talking about this, Jamie starts to realize you've done this before. This isn't the first time that you've killed someone because Nick is just saying, you know, when you, when you do this, after you've done it, it's just like you've, you've achieved that high. You've gotten to what we've been trying to achieve, you know, get to all along. And so when, when Jamie realizes that, he just starts to lose it. And he's like, nope, I'm not here for this. I'm leaving. And Nick gets very angry, unleashes this animalistic scream and Jamie stops and Nick says, have I ever lied to you? And again, with the, if you kill someone, you'll be free. You'll, you'll achieve that level, that heightened sense of being that we've been trying to achieve this whole time. This is the way out, Nick says. And I don't know out of what, out of, out of reality, out of 
the mundane you know ness of life i don't know yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's happening in this scene because one they're showing this is the first time they've ever shown jamie digging it's always been nick digging and jamie's been looking at him in all his like flashback there's the tubing in the wood are there yep. and then nick is saying he checked his phone hello he has a phone <laughs> when when has he had a phone where did the phone come from maybe it's blackberry yeah, but he says he checked and he's, and he's seen that there's a house with a single woman at the end of the road and they need to go there first. So he's figured that out. So this, this to me, does not seem like a random cootie catcher call. This is, this is a planned thing. Yeah. And, now we, and now we're completely clear on the timeline that the hole was dug before the car accident. This right. wasn't that Jamie went back to her house, but, you know, a few days later and dug this hole. This is, this is from before. So it's somebody's jacket with a cootie catcher on that shovel from before the accident. Nick says, have I ever lied to you? I was there when you were at the edge and I never let you down. Get the courage to step out of the box and wake up. Life eats life. You have to, you have to look death in the face. Once you push past this, you'll be free. And then this is the way out. So I don't know if this is their process to get to Ubermensch. This is where, you know, this is where they need to be. But there, there's a lot that was a pretty heavy scene right there. One of the few that I enjoyed in this episode. What's it from where they say the only way out is through? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but I don't know what that's from. That kind of came to me too when he was talking about this is a way out. You got to get dirty. You got to get in deep in this and then to find your way on the other side. I don't know. Yeah, I think this might be the Ubermensch thing. But Nick, I guess, has achieved it, has gotten there. And now he wants Jamie to as well. Yeah, a quick Google says that the only way out is through is from a Robert Frost poem, ah. or also from the Scottish play, which we do not mention. The Shakespeare's Scottish play, we do not mention. Hello, theater nerds. <laughs> no, I got you. We don't talk about it. I didn't realize I was so deep. Robert <laughs> Frost, wow. Yeah, right? Jeez. I'm sure I'm sure it's like got some more modern day stuff in there somewhere, but it, I don't know what it, it is. It's probably from like Mean Girls or something. It's probably. That's my, that's my love. That's my. It's definition. probably like the Matrix. It's some kind of Matrix there, quote yeah, or something. <laughs> yep. I bet that's what it was. It might be. I've never seen the Matrix. Sorry. I, I, I've never seen it. Um, um, it's good. I'm not going to tell you to go to watch it, but I mean, it's a good movie. My kids, I think, would like it. I'll have to watch it sometime, but okay. Jumping to the next scene, we are back to the ho- we are back in a hotel room with the bros on the Australian woman women who are very loudly cackling. And then Jamie is staring at a plate of fries. And all I could think were are those Emma's fries from the other day where he took her up for coffee and fries and then left her. But yeah, he um, was feeling guilt with <laughs> those fries. He was having a flashback to what a jerk he was. Well then the bros and the women start doing cocaine because it's what you do when you're in a hotel room with mm-hmm. bros. Mm-hmm. And one 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 of the women is showing off her tattoos because that's what you do with your, when you're with bros. I love that part. She's like, and this one means unity because we're all one. Yes, <laughs> yes. And then the other one jumps up and she says, hey, I see you've got problems with your back to Harry. She's like, I can fix that for you because I'm a something or other new agey lady that can fix your back. Then Jamie starts running his mouth like he does, and he is just bringing down the party, mm-hmm. talking about the void, the emptiness of life. He's just ruining it. He's making it weird, real weird. <laughs> the bros want him to just shut up because, you know, they're about to get it on with these loudly cackling Australian women, and he needs to shut your face. So one bro says, it's time for you, you and your F-word friend to leave, you know. <gasps> 
the gay slur that I don't like saying. So he's talking about Uncle Harry, but he's calling him the naughty, naughty word I don't like. And <laughs> Jamie says, this is what this is. He says, you need to swing your dick around. This is what, you know, this is what you need to do. He cuts to, you know, and next thing you see is that Jamie grabs a knife off the table slits one bro's throat while he's doing that harry tries to stop him grabs his gun out and as he's pulling his gun out jamie knocks his gun away and ends up shooting tattoo girl and so then jamie grabs the other bro's face and smashes it into the table and he's killing everybody but then all of a sudden he comes to and none of that happened and bros just stand there like dude can you get out because we're gonna bang these australian chicks and you're really like making it really hard through that through that whole part i was just like <laughs> i was just gasping like i was like <gasps> and then i was like oh oh thank god <laughs> that, like, it turned real weird in here uh, yeah i was like oh my god and then the only thing i was thinking i was oh no harry shot someone by accident he would never want to do that and then i was like oh good this isn't real thank you. yeah there was a lot of a lot of nonsense i should know so they leave they they got thrown out of the party and they're walking down the street of new york jamie's giving harry a hard time about his limp telling him he should take something and harry says i don't take pills jamie says it must be because you like the pain and we know we know he does previous seasons harry does like the pain harry says we all have dark thoughts we just learn how to contain them and jamie busts out about the nasty divorce that harry is going through or went through i'm not exactly sure went through went through um harry just basically says all right shut up quit talking and you're gonna do something just do it quit all this bro stuff and you're gonna jump off the edge let's do this so jamie says all right let's let's do it so he hails taxi gets in it's like come on harry Harry's he's kind of like, eh, should I go? Should I not? Jamie tells the taxi to go and he's gone. Of course, Harry very conveniently just has his car right up the road. So just run slash limp over to it. I guess he's going to try to tail him or track him or, or something. Yeah, he so very easily ends up finding where Jamie's at, which is at, spoiler, it's Sophie's party. Little Sophie Arts, Art Gallery Sophie. Mr. Bean and Harry finds a spot to park right in front of her building. How convenient is that in Brooklyn? That's crazy. But we're at this, like, um, town. That's not a townhouse. What kind of house is that? Um, what uh, do they call those? Brownstone? Brownstone. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. But it's a classic college party. There's Christmas lights and techno music. No one notices the old man wandering around through this party who just walked in the front door. Uh, there are some other very interesting people in this party. I think Harry's probably the least of their concern right somebody says stability makes us angry and um, that was a jamie quote i didn't i didn't try i don't know i don't know jamie's wandering through this party and he stumbles upon this room where this dude is sitting on the couch no, and so he says i want to show you something upstairs and oh yes that's first, right that's like, right but no it, it wasn't like yeah, that's right sophie says we need to go up go upstairs i want to show you something amazing so they go upstairs and it's some dude is playing the mentalist in this room. Everybody's sitting around him and he's reading them. But the first thing I thought is he's sitting there and everybody's kind of sitting around. I was like waiting for him to say, 
Anyways, here's Wonderwall. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I was waiting for that completely. But there's no introduction. There's no explanation of like, hey, this is Jerry. He's really weird. He can read people. Or this is some guy that wandered in off the street and thinks he can tell your future. There's nothing. They're just standing in the corner kind of watching him. He's telling some girl about, you don't have to carry that guilt. That guilt isn't about you. So she cries. And then some other dude says, hey, I got a question about my career because I quit my job like a couple months ago, blah, blah, blah. And immediately mentalist dude turns to Jamie and says, oh, one of your friends, an old friend is, I can see him. He's so close. He's like, he's attached to you or something. I'm getting prickly pear, prickly pear. Does that mean anything to you? And ruh-roh, Jamie bolts. Jamie is shook. (laughs) in this huge open house he takes off like his you know ass is on fire then we kind of running through the woods from harry with (laughs) mike myers dragging the playground equipment and he's out of there then all of a sudden he's outside just chilling like that's what i said uh but now i guess he's totally fine hanging out in the backyard with sophie so so he got over that real quick apparently they need more booze and so jamie volunteers to go on this booze run and even though i'm pretty sure that he's been drinking since he was at the first bar getting broy. He says, oh, I'll drive. And I guess Harry is going to follow him in his car that is also conveniently parked right out in front of this place. So, yeah, and Sophie says her car is a beater, but it's parked right out in front. So I'm like, at this point, I think it's like Brooklyn, Kansas. It's not like Brooklyn, New York, because yeah, I don't know where else you can. There's no way, no. <laughs> so Jamie... And he starts getting weird, starts to get like that weird Jamie vibe with him. And he's talking about a friend that he um, lost and he miss, he really misses him, which I thought was weird because he ghosted Nick for 18 years and hung around him for like, what, three, four days before he died. But now he misses him. Yeah. Uh, and then it's, Sophie says, how'd he die? And then there's nothing. And I was like, I, I killed him. I, I, I. I killed them. Is that weird? It's a really long story. Do you have a minute? (laughs) And now Jamie wants to play a game. It's a bonding thing that he and his friend used to play. And I listened to this part three times and I I should have put on the closed captioning because I couldn't get, he said, a conic roulette. A conic roulette. I watch everything with closed captions. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> Basically, the premise of this super fun game is that you get on a road that crosses, like has a lot of roads crossing it, and you just drive as fast as you can without stopping to see if you make it. So if he's like, um, well, that's crazy. I don't want to die. And Jamie says, oh, no, no, no. It's not about dying. It's about facing death and hey if you die you know you know but that's not that's not part of the game but Sophie he says there's a difference between what dying and facing death there's really not it's not it's a fine line james and uh, but sophie sophie is no longer enjoying this game with mr b he, he she wants him to stop the car well he can't that's that's the game you don't stop the car were you listening sophie hello so he's basically 
now playing chicken with Harry. Harry's coming in like at a 90 degree and they're coming, you know, 90 miles an hour down these streets of New York with no one on them. So I said, is it a national holiday? Where the <laughs> hell is everybody? No. Um, I, I remember it's like 3 a.m., but I'm pretty sure there's still like a lot of people on the road at that time in New York. And at the last minute, they both lose the game. They swerve, so they don't. Jamie loses. You see, if you notice, Harry oh, never swerves. Oh, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. That's not how you play the game. They, that's not how you win the game, that's for sure. They, The look on both of their faces, Harry is about to kill Jamie. He is pissed, but Jamie looks alive. Like, that was a thrill for him. He loved it. And even though he lost or won or whatever you want to call it, his face just looks like he is energized. He's pumped. And meanwhile, Sophie is like crying and Poor puking. Sophie. It's unclear. Sophie she's... has had a night, man. First, Mr. B, you know, shows up and she's like, oh, this is so great. And now Mr. B is crazy. And it, oh, poor Sophie. That's my closed caption said groaning, choking. <laughs> so it's unclear what's happening there. Jamie is so full of life. Of course, he's got to do this flashback to the night that Nick died. And, you know, Nick's through the windshield of the car. He's looking up at the trees. Can you hear the trees? Can you hear the crickets? And he tells- feel it <laughs> Music's playing too. Well then, and Jamie, you, and actually now we're seeing that Jamie is concerned and, and Nick's going, no, it's good, it's good. Nick did not want him to call 911. He told him, just wait. And I think it was of, a facing death thing is let's see how long we can hold off. Let's not call just yet. I'll let you know when we need to call. And Jamie's freaking out. He doesn't want him to die. Nick, you know, all of a sudden has this moment where he says, I shouldn't have pushed you so hard, but you're good. You're, you're doing good. And promise me you'll keep going. And Jamie's like, okay, um, sure. And, and Jamie says, I'm sorry. It, I, I'm, I'm sorry. And then Nick comes back with, it's in my back pocket. It's in my back pocket. And Jamie's like, what? What, you know, what, what? And he, it's in my back pocket. And then all of a sudden he's kind of stumbling over his words and he stops talking up together because he's dead. And Jamie's like, fuck's in your back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the pocket? What's in the box? What's in the box? Exactly. exactly. Oh, do you think it's the cootie catcher? I think it's a cootie catcher, okay. but I don't know. I think it's a cootie catcher. It always comes back to the cootie catcher. So now Jamie is riding with Harry in the front seat, surprisingly. And uh, I thought they'd have thrown him in the back with some handcuffs or something. Right. And, and this is, seems very, and he knows that he like is dangerous. Why would you, I don't know. Harry's I don't know, but, dumb. Yeah. I mean, and, but then again, he's, he did, it was like, well, I'm not on duty. This is not my jurisdiction. I don't, I don't know. Maybe somehow in his head, he's, justifying this like I'm I'm gonna save him I'm gonna help him I mean that's like Harry's thing he doesn't want to just throw Jamie in jail he wants to help him he wants to figure out what is going on Harry's a detective god damn it and he's gonna detect so Vig calls and Harry ignores the call they pull up in front of Jamie's house and Harry wants him to go inside talk to Leela tell her what has been going on but Jamie wants to talk about feeling lonely and feeling like he's crazy and uh, he asks Harry tell me I'm not crazy tell me you know what I mean and Harry says he does and I think that he really does and I think Jamie needed 
to hear that. Although I don't think that that really stuck with him or made any difference in what he was planning to do. But he walks inside and starts doing that weird hitting himself in the head again. He's he's not dealing well. And he's really weird because he can go from like totally fine to just insane, just lose it in a matter of seconds. I was worried that he was going to do something to Leela and the baby, but we leave Jamie in the house. We're back out of the car with Harry and he has a little moment where he almost takes a pill, a pain pill, you think? He does take it. Oh, he does take it? Yeah, that's the whole thing. Is he I does thought he take threw it. the bottle back in the middle of the console. Nope, he shakes it and then he takes it. Because it, <laughs> my notes, it says, um, Harry's driving Jamie home like his wife won't kick his ass out. Like, <laughs> like she hasn't changed the locks. But I think what, when he says to, Jamie says to Harry, you be honest and tell me the truth. Do you ever feel lonely? In my notes, I said, they're going to make out. <laughs> they're totally going to make out. Because Jamie, Jamie says he feels lonely with people. <laughs> Jamie says he, he feels lonely with people. And Harry does too, because they're soulmates. Are they? It's so each other. They should be best friends. So going back to the, the pain pill, he does take it because it knocks his ass out. And he's fast asleep in the car. And when he wakes up, he has two voicemails and the voicemails say there was a homicide on a street in Brooklyn. And shockingly, it's the same street where the party was. You, you don't know, say. Where, where Sophie lives at. Oh no, Sophie. In my notes, I called this. I, I so, did not. so called it. I did not. Because then we flash forward to Harry is suddenly back at Sophie's apartment He's gotten there very quickly. I don't know how he drives so fast. I don't know. And he's wandering through the house. And sure enough, upstairs, the mentalist is dead. Long Island medium is out of here. He's got his brains bashed in. He's laying in a puddle of blood. But I have in my notes, there's a homicide in the same street that the party was. It's the mentalist, I'm sure. I knew it. <laughs> or, did, or did Harry kill him? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no not Harry you know he really should have seen that coming he is exactly I saw it coming but the mentalist didn't what does that say he sucks at his job well you know I didn't I was I think I was thinking well it's either gonna be Leela or Sophie I was thinking Sophie but nope nope but that's how it ends bloody Long Island medium on the floor of the brownstone dun, dun, dun. seemed like I, that probably that floor was so dirty it's just a horrible place to die yeah, well i mean look that party was raging the night before where are all the passed out people and all the uh alcohol bottles and lines of coke what kind of party wraps up and actually cleans i don't know man well i mean the bars in new york don't close until four in the morning so Still don't understand why there wasn't any traffic on the street. So. I don't know. So weird. I don't know. It wouldn't make for a very good chase scene if you had, you know, well, I don't know. They do them in the Fast and Furious when they have to go around all the cars. I don't know. It was much more pointed to have them just directing their energies right at each other. I like Right, that. right, right. Yeah. Well, okay, well, episode five. I don't really know where this is going to go from here. How many episodes of this are there? I don't know. It feels like we're we're getting to the ending point, but I don't know. 
All right. Thanks for joining us for episode four of season three of The Center. And we will be back next time with episode five. Keep listening for our gag reel and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for having us. Bye. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Okay. We are recording. Do you want to do the intro? Of the last of the podcast. Oh, of the podcast. What am I doing? Oh, okay. No. <laughs> All right. And now you have to say last time on the center. Okay. Last time on the center. But you have to not say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> on our first. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, I'm okay. I don't have coronavirus. It's not season three, the dinner. It's the center. I want season three of dinner.